Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cup glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. This Saturday night, it will be one week since the Phoenix was ran at the Meadows, one of the greatest races of all time, one of the most memorable races of all time. We'll break that down on this podcast as well as look forward to Christmas Eve racing at the Meadows, 12 races on the card. Saturday night, 12 winners to be found. We're going to get to know young trainer Aaron Blake. He's the assistant curator up there at the Bendigo Greyhound Racing Club. Also with a trainer's licence, a small team, and he's uh, preparing Adelong to race in the staying event at the Meadows this weekend, and she's been racing in such good form. So we'll get to know Aaron shortly. But a big week, a massive week as we count down to Christmas. This is the, uh, the second of four Green Light on Premier Racing podcast for the weekend. Obviously, uh, we're going to have the chat with Lisa Dalbridge, which will be out uh, tomorrow, that being Friday. And then the Sale Cup preview as well. Looking forward to going to the country with the podcast on Monday, Boxing Day evening. Run of the week. Run of the week. There was a lot of them at the Meadows last Saturday night. Huge night. Support card enormous. Amron Dan too good in the match race. Your hero Balat standing in the whiskey ripe. This race has just come from nowhere. The Phoenix at second running. The atmosphere, the crowd. Sports bet to... Combine again with uh, Jackie and Calgrino and wow, she's fast. And then to go out and win the Phoenix, extraordinary scenes. They're racing and she's a pearl away quickly. Wow, she's fast. Went out hard from the outside. She's a pearl's across to lead. Out by a length and a half. Wow, she's fast. Tiana Bell and then McInerney. They're followed by Patty Wants Pats. Well back to Tiana Bell. And then El Dorado. Amron Boys a mile back. And Zippy Tesla last. She's a pearl, the leader. The two queens of Greyhound Racing. She's a pearl. One length to Wow, she's fast. And then Tiana Bell running on Amron Boy as they turn. But Wow, she's fast. Got up on the rail. Amron Boy storms. But the Wow, look at the atmosphere, the noise. Just listen to that. You do not hear that in the average race. Extraordinary scenes when you go back and watch the replay and the coverage on racing.com. Sports bet team going absolutely bananas. But that that was something so special, the, uh, the Phoenix, the second edition. I think for so many different reasons. As we said, the two queens head and head down the back. Um... Wow, she's fast going back-to-back. Back. Amron Boy, who's been so big but so unlucky, this whole Melbourne Cup Dream Chasers Carnival, and he's motoring home at the end. McInerney's, you know, hitting the line, the million-dollar chase winner. It just seemed to really have it all, and uh, credit to Jackie and Calgrino, who have just been able to keep bringing this girl up. Wow, she's fast, and uh, to go back-to-back back in a race like that in the first two years, she is going to be a future Hall of Famer and a true legend of the sport. Saturday's preview. Well, you're probably wondering where our man Smithy is. Uh, look, I felt a bit bad, to be honest. I said, Smithy, can I get you for the uh, the podcast record? And uh, he was, I think, off down to Phillip Island or wherever he likes to go down the coast. And he always uses the uh, the same excuse. Oh, poor reception down there. So I said, no, look, Smithy, enjoy your Christmas break, matey. He's done more than enough. But being the good man he is, he said, hang on, Jimmy. I'll give you something. I'll give you some kind of recording. So here it is. I haven't heard it yet either. 
G'day, Jim. Apologies for not joining you for the full podcast, but I am still recovering from the Phoenix night, which was one of the best nights I've ever seen in Greyhound racing. I'm a little bit biased, but uh, I think the Phoenix is just getting bigger and bigger and look out next year because it's going to keep improving. But onto the important stuff. My best bet of the night. I've been waiting for this boy to step up to the 600 metres. Zippy Tesla, race five, number three. He'll just... Uh, He'll lob a little bit closer over the 600, and I think he'll be far too strong for them. I've been very, very excited once I saw that pop up in the form guide. And then the value play, race 12, number two, elusive fly. I thought it was very, very good last start. This looks like a weaker race. If it goes 5.07 early again, it'll lead for Craig Jahern and give them something to chase at a fair bit of value. So that's my each-way play. But Zippy Tesla, he looks far too hard to beat. Without seeing prices, I think anything above $1.50 I'll be taking. Well, there you go, Smithy. Our man is pretty much creating his own segments with valued runners and, and everything else. But no, good on him. He, he's a true gentleman, a true legend of the sport. And uh, he did send me a message this afternoon. And I gave him a tip at Warnable and it got home. So I think he owes me one. But uh, no, he is a good man, Smithy. And we wish him and his family and, and everyone that he cares about a, a very, very safe and, and happy and Merry Christmas as well. So there we have it. Smithy's on the ball, though, isn't he? I, I agree. I think uh, Zippy Tesla 600. This is like. Uh, Christmas for so many putters out there. Let's go through the program. Race one, a mix six and seven. Early start, 5.34. Uh, we've got to get into bed nice and early for the big dance uh, Christmas Day on Sunday. Uh, tough race. Well, I'm just going to continue playing Hippogriff to run top four in race one. He, he did what he had to. We thought he was a, a same race multi-type filler last week to run top four, and he hit the line. He's probably not capable of winning the race, but I'm happy to have maybe a one unit by three unit and then some kind of... Uh, same race multi with him to run top four. Race two on with number four, cruise mode. Really promising type. Uh, Paula Bella now putting the polish on this greyhound. Was impressive last time. Just uh, mowed it around the meadows. And the win three starts ago at Bendigo, 27.80. That is what the elite dogs run. So keen on him. Uh, race number three. Look, the draw doesn't do elite Alex any favours. I'm probably going to go with him. Um, but it could be the same type of race. Bumpy's dad, Roy, just laying into him. He, he's got the tendency to run wide, Bumpy's dad, Roy, and, and just re- keep responding, um, respond to the, the heat on his outside. And that's what he did when he beat Elite Alex. So not exactly sure how this race is going to play out, but um, I'm going to go with uh, number three, Elite Alex. Might even be a race for a backmarker like a, a zipping crusade at a storm home. Race number four, uh, first heat of the grade fives. Well, Hanariko was massive in the whiskey right, but Kai Bale, who fell, I thought was a moral beat last week. If he doesn't tumble, he wins up to 600. I'm going to go the red, but it's a deep race. Keep an eye on Hanariko and keep an eye on Bell Violin. Race five, I agree. Best bit of the night here is Zippy Tesla up to 600. It's his go. He'll be winning. Uh, race number six, we're cheering for Adelong for Aaron Blake. We're going to get to know him in just a moment. Thought this was a really hard race. I might have an each-way play on number eight, Mystify Kick, but we're cheering for uh, for Adelong, the uh, the girl in box number two, who's won her last two over at Mount Gambia. Race number seven, I'm with Little Critter on top here, number four. Really good early speed, should go straight to the front. If there's any trouble around the first corner, might be able to pinch it. Race eight, I'm with four, El Dorado, comes out of a... An amazing race last time. The Phoenix should be able to speed map a lot better in this race with Ferocious Katie leading in two and 
El Dorado getting up to a, a close place, and, and nothing from there will be too good. Number four. Uh, race number nine, I'm going with two Boo Boo Billy. I think uh, drawn to be pretty hard to beat here. Went well through that Melbourne Cup series and uh, looks a deep race, but uh, can run well from box number two. Race 10, I've got absolutely no idea who to tip here. Uh, number two, Crashes Left, did that last week, almost led. So is drawn a lot better in box number two. But obviously, um, if she does begin and go left, it might give Kanji Exiled a nice run early. Uh, likewise, Ludo Bagman. But I'm not too sure. Uh, maybe the three, maybe the four, but we might just watch that one. Race 11, second last event on the card. Uh, again, really tough race. I'm probably going to go with number one, Legal Bud. Uh, Bob's up in these types of races, drawn well, uh, can run a big race. And we heard from uh, Schmiff Doggy Dog, he reckons Elusive Fly in the last. It showed cracking speed last week. Doesn't always do that, but no doubt if she does, she's value. She's $16 in the form guide, the Watchdog form guide, so there's value there. Uh, I'm with Moth Rocks. The win two starts ago uh, took the scalp of a couple of really good greyhounds over at uh, Shepherd and for Jakey Laverso. And. Uh, at his best, I think he can run well number four on the each way. Hunters, punting club. I'll uh, do Smithy's for him. 50 a win, Zippy Tesla, and I'll, I'll match it. 50 a win, Zippy Tesla. Simple as that for the punters. Punting club this week. Always gamble responsibly. Never gamble more than you can afford to lose. If you have a problem, you know where to go. Gamblers help. Inside Info. The last episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing was a bit of a feel-good story with this segment, Inside Info, and I feel this is exactly the same. A young trainer uh, from north of Bendigo with a greyhound that's been racing all over the country in the last couple of months and has been doing it successfully. I speak of race six, number two, Adelong, and Aaron Blake, the trainer of Adelong, has been good enough to jump on the pod. And Aaron, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad yourself. Oh, I'm going pretty well. Uh, I've just driven home from uh, from Shepherd and trialling a, a greyhound after the last up there, and the weather turned pretty ordinary. Was it was it a bit like that up at Bendigo this afternoon? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was quite nice during the day, and then uh, about. Quarter past five, five thirty. It absolutely come down, cats and dogs. Yeah, it did. It did on the way home from Shep. Let me tell you, I actually just had a look on uh, on Facebook, one of the the social medias, and um, I believe there's been almost like a snowstorm. Some kind of cell swept through to Turin. It's uh, it's all white at the moment. Uh, more of a hailstorm, I suppose, but it looks like snow. So anyway, that's <laughs> we're not here to talk weather, are we? We're here to talk <laughs> greyhounds. So let's get back on track. Add along. Uh, I want to learn a little bit about this greyhound. Firstly, we'll start with you. How did you get involved in greyhound racing? Uh, well, see, I've been involved um, since I was born. My dad had greyhounds when I was born um, out at Inglewood uh, many, many years ago now. Um, and that's how I uh, grew up was in the greyhound industry um, with my dad having dogs all my life. And then um, he left when I was 11. He left the... Uh, an old brood bitch that my nan owned, uh, which I, um, with my help of my mum and my nan, I bred my first litter when I was 16, and they were the first ones that I raced. You're working now uh, at the Bendigo Club, so you, you've obviously got a real passion for the sport of greyhound racing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm the assistant curator at the, the Bendigo Greyhound Track, so I'm full-time there, uh, six days a week, and between there and uh, racing the dogs, it's pretty hectic. <laughs> There's not enough time in a week. But uh, one thing I will say mm. as an assistant curator, uh, pat on your back, mate, because a lot of people that I speak to, they say they often say that uh, the Bendigo is the 
I guess the, the, the most reliable track in the sense of uh, it seems to always be prepared exactly the same. You, you could trial there on a, on a Wednesday after the last, on a trial day, and it does feel like somehow they're, they're able to keep... I don't know if it's the weather or it's just the job you do as a, an assistant curator, but it seems to always play really, really fair, the track. And um, I think on a, on a training perspective, it's probably one of the better tracks to, to trial at in order to know where your dogs are at. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I, I get a lot of the feedback myself from you know, not only like um, local trainers, but you, you get trainers like Anthony has a party and and that that say that they love the place for the young dogs as well because it's pretty consistent. And I guess that's where we're um, fortunate in the way that it does look in our favour that it does come up pretty consistent every. Um, trial day, race day, it doesn't really vary that much. As a trainer yourself, mate, uh, how many have you got in the, the kennel at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I've got five in work. I've got to pick up three pups on Tuesday that have just been broken in, which are the next litter from Adelong. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the perfect segue into this Greyhound Adelong, who uh, I feel is just taking you on a, a bit of a whirlwind Uh not necessarily winning the biggest races, but just being able to compete in these great staying events, whether it be the the marathon in Wagga or the, the races over there at Mount Gambier, which she just seems to have a mortgage on them when she does make the journey there. But before we chat about her racing, how did you, you come to, to train her? She's owned by the Marpaloo Syndicate, who have had some pretty good success. And I think for memory, they may well have raced her mum, Bonnie Beauty. Um, yeah, so how I got on to Adelong was... Um I have a little sister at the moment, um, which is Blazing Beth, and I had I was training her, and I said to Wally um, Harris, which is his wife's the manager of the syndicate, um, when um, she got the phone to chase at Horsham, that if um, Joe Borg's going to um, basically give up on her, um, if he didn't mind giving me a go, I'll um, I'll uh, have a go at her and see if I can get her going and and. Um, See if I can win some races for him. And mate, you've done exactly that, uh, winning more than just a couple of races. This this journey to Mount Gambia that you keep on making, how how long does that take you to get over there and what time of day are you leaving in the morning? It'd be pretty early, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it is an early start. I get up about half past three in the morning, empty the dogs out and all that. I leave by five. I get there usually between 10 o'clock our time and up past 10. So it's about a five, five and a half hour drive for me, but I stop on the way a few times to empty the dogs out so and give them a walk around and all that so they're not stuck in the car for the whole five hours. It's been a good hunting ground for you, though, hasn't it? Every every time you go there with Adelong, it's not an overly big field. She seems to jump well, get into a good position and just run well. And obviously with the catch-on lure that they have over there as well, it just seems like it's really freshened this dog up, the, the new track, the change of scenery and just doing things a little bit differently. Uh, yeah, yeah, she absolutely loves it over there with the, the run on lure. Um, it, it really has um, sort of turned her around uh, in the way of her racing and given her the confidence to um, be able to do what she's been doing. Um, uh, with the 700s, they uh, they're only small fields, which gives her a lot of confidence when she can jump and lead them. Next stop, um, next stop might be to go to Angle Park on a Thursday night because they seem to have those little three and four dog fields a fair bit of the time as well. But you might have to leave a little bit earlier again. Uh, yeah, funnily enough, I, I actually said to my dad on the way to Mount Gambier this 
past Sunday that um, I've got some work holidays coming up in January and I was thinking about going over there um, to give her a go at, at Angle Park in Adelaide to see if I can win a city race for, for Wally and that, um, even if it's not, you know, one in, in Victoria, at least try and get a, a city win with her mm. for them. Hey, speaking of city win, city form, Stagger Out Lee you raced against in that uh, marathon up there at Wagga. Um, <laughs> Stagger Out Lee goes to the bold trees. You only get beaten two and a half lengths in the marathon, and I thought you'd chase valiantly in defeat. Um, could you believe that Stagger Out Lee took that form and, and won a Group 1 only a couple of weeks later? Uh, I, I Honestly, I second-guessed myself with her. I, I originally did nominate her for the Bold Trees Heats, and then I looked at the noms for the Friday night at the Meadows, the night before, and I thought, oh, if I'm going to win a Grade 5 with her in town, that would probably be the easier way to do it. And then I'm kind of kicking myself now that... <laughs> That I didn't keep her in the Bold Trees heats after Stagger Out Lee come out and won its heat and then the final. That's the um, spinning wheel of racing, though, isn't it? You never, you never know what's going to happen in that next race. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and the thing with um, with that Wagga race is um, she jumped and led that race and she just got a little lost. And um, Stagger Out Lee, being the local dog there, um, just knew where it was going. And but. She was trying to run it down, and she just ran out of ground. You know, seven a long way to try and run a dog down, though. Tell you what, by the sense that was her first look at Wagga, I'm assuming. It would be nice to have a little uh, re-race, maybe next year's marathon, if they're both still up and racing. It, it could be a chance for you to uh, to get the better of Stagger Atlee next year. Yeah, yeah, it's a possibility, yeah. I, um, I, I couldn't get there to give her a look at the track before the race, so she did go around there blind. Uh, which once again, you know, like the, the 760 is a long way to find your way. But, you know, she did a mighty job and I was very happy with what she did. I reckon it, it could be working in your favour, so all the different changes of tracks and everything else with this girl, just to, to keep her sharp and, and keep her guessing. And, and she goes to the Meadows this week. Obviously not an easy assignment. She's up against Aston Pablo, who won one of the Pink Diamonds, staying finals, and Marnie Bale, Mr. Fykick, uh, Zipping Ventura Quarter, who, who competed in that bold trees. But... I, I guess from your point of view, it's it's a chance to, to really have a, a good crack against some of the best stayers and, and get a gauge where she's at. And like you say, you know, the form around Stagger Out Lee, she, she's good enough to be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that that's the thing. You never know uh, with her. If, if she can jump and lead the race, she might put on a really good um, showing. She, um, she, she has got a little early toe, but she just doesn't like to be crowded too much so if she can get a clear run to the first peg uh, to the first turn um she should go really well mm. no, she does look a look a big chance to uh, to set the tempo and run a big race no doubt about that what's the dream for you what do you what do you want to do in the sport of greyhound racing would you love to one day maybe become a full-time trainer and and and, and take it on as a profession or are you happy doing what you're doing at the moment uh, at the moment, um, I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing at the moment, but uh, in the future, you never know what's going to uh, come down in the, in the future. And I, I would like to one day maybe go full-time, but um, at this stage, you know, I'm pretty happy with uh, working full-time at Bendigo Track and, and just 
potting around with a handful of dogs. Well, mate, you're doing it beautifully at the moment. Uh, what would be the one race you'd want to win? Is it a Bendigo Cup being a local Bendigo boy, or is it uh, a race like the Bold Trees now that you've got a greyhound that can stay? Is there is there one race that sort of draws you in as the race that you'd love to get your hands on? Uh, oh, any group race, with, I'd love to, to even compete in a group race, really. But, um, you know, the ultimate dream is to win a Melbourne Cup one day, isn't it? Oh, 100%. 100%. And I, I think that that's the uh, the race when I speak to people on this podcast that it's just got that, that history behind it. But I will say, Aaron, I, I had the privilege of calling the Phoenix last week and, and there was just something about that. The atmosphere, the noise, probably the race as well, the fact that two superstars went head and head down the back. She's a pearl and wow, she's fast. But there was something something special about the Phoenix and... I think a lot of people that's jumped up the list to be almost their number one race to win moving forward. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't really pass up a million dollars either, can you? <laughs> You're a smart man, mate. You're a very smart man. Well, thanks so much for, for coming on the podcast. Stay out of that rain and watch out for the snow that's falling in northern Victoria in uh, late December. It makes no sense. But uh, one thing that does make sense is that along running a big race. So good luck uh, at the Meadows on Saturday night, mate, and thanks for your time. Well, thanks, James. And that's it, the end of another episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, stay tuned. Sale Cup coming out. The uh, the Dalbridge chat as well, breaking down Yachi Bale. And I tell you now, I've already recorded that one, and Lisa gives a, a great insight to the way they train their greyhounds. So I think for, for all owners and trainers, it'll be a, a great insight to a successful team who are just kicking goals left, right, and centre at the moment. Until next time, punters, uh, merry, merry Christmas, happy new year, safe travelling, and happy punning. We'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs>